0: This is the Tech Arts Podcast, where we talk about tech, leadership, and all things that concern church audio, video, and lighting. Welcome to the Tech Arts Podcast. My name is David Leuschner. So glad to have you along for episode two. Wasn't that a rockin' opening? Just the music, the guitar, all of it was pretty well put together. I thought it was pretty cool. I love the music. I, I don't even know who plays it. I need to figure that out and tell you guys, but... Uh, Anyway, kudos on the opening. Uh, so, the Tech Arts Podcast Episode 2, what is it going to be about? This episode is going to be about excellence. Defining that word in the church world. What do you look for, and how do you attain it? Does it mean spending more money? I get that asked all the time. Does excellent mean spending more money? Well, we're going to answer all those questions for you in today's podcast. But before we get to that, we need to uh, do a shout out to our sponsor, which is Digital Great Commission Ministries. Now, Digital Great Commission Ministries wants to let you know that whether you need help building a team, finding the right gear, or just better understanding the church world, Digital Great Commission Ministries is here for you. They offer free reports. That's cool. Come in, look at what you guys are doing. and gives you a free report on your church service, uh, free on-site visit there for you, training videos, articles on the website, and just general church help and consulting. That's what Digital Great Commission Ministries is all about, is helping churches. How do you find out about this? You go to audiovideolighting.com. Pretty cool website name, audiovideolighting.com. Digital Great Commission Ministries is here to help you run your church service like a pro. So again, that website, audiovideolighting.com. You can also go to that site and find out about the Tech Arts Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook. I guess it's like on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram, and you can also go to Twitter. Uh, Does anybody do Twitter anymore? Um, I don't know, but we do. So if you're into Twitter, you can go there, retweet, like, follow, whatever you do on Twitter. It's all right there at audiovideolighting.com, all the information to get you to the, the right social networks and places. All right, today's topic on excellence. Let's tackle the first question. What do we look for when trying to attain excellence? Now I'm going to put a little different spin on this. And I'm going to start off with the people that you look for. What are the right things you look for in the people you want on your team? And that could include yourself. What do you look for in yourself in order to attain excellence? So the first point is excellence is an attitude. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for that good attitude, essentially. You're looking for people who are constantly striving to be their best, people who wanna better themselves. Now, let's be careful here because I'm not talking about perfection. And uh, that's that's something we wanna stay away from. Excellence is not perfection. It's very different from that. Perfection breeds things like anger and stress in a toxic environment. You can walk into a control room and real quick know if it's a perfection mentality because you'll feel that anger and stress and just some of the, the toxicity that comes out of that. Excellence is understanding temperament, it's soft answers, it's gratitude. Excellence is interest in what they're doing and wanting to learn more, joy, happy environments. When you walk into that control room, you feel some of that. That is excellence. But again, a lot of people contribute excellence to like gear and like one of the questions we're going to answer here in a little bit and money and things of that nature. Keep, keep thinking in this first point about people, right? And people make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. Everybody's going to make mistakes in their service. But excellence is learning from those mistakes. So you want to find people or even yourself, you want to teach yourself to learn from your mistakes, Don't just let them beat you up. You're going to make them. Now you got to learn from them. That's excellence. Another piece of it is reading, understanding, and growing in the values of your discipline. Excellence is always striving to be better at what you do and trying to learn more about it. I mean, think about professional baseball teams, basketball teams, football teams. These guys have been doing it for 20 years. I mean, some since they were 11, all the way up to 30, 40. I mean, if you're Tom Brady, you're going to be doing it till you're 60. I mean, literally these guys have been doing it forever, but they still make mistakes. They still have to learn from their mistakes. They still have to practice. They still have a coach that is helping them, but they're doing it with excellence because they understand that in order to be good at their discipline, they have to continue to learn. Here's another way of putting it. You want to find people that have the ability to go through a trial or struggle and be better for it, not angry from it. So let me say that again. The ability to go through a trial or struggle and be better for it, not angry from it. Those are the people you want to find. And in yourself, if you're looking internally, that's who you want to be if you want to attain excellence. All right. Second point being self-aware. Now, we talked about people who can ask questions and seek out resources, but the second thing we need to be able to do to attain excellence is see things through the eyes of your congregant. I don't know how many times I've gone into a church service and I've just experienced things that I went, huh, that kind of disconnected me, like I didn't engage. I'll give you a simple example. A lot of times churches will do a song that technically is a special moment, and nobody's standing. And so therefore uh, no one's worshiping or you know technically worshiping, so they're sitting down. So therefore they don't put lyrics up. I've sat there and I went, huh, if I was somebody who didn't know this song, and in a lot of cases, I don't, and I'm sitting here and I'm trying to understand what's going on, it just kind of it just disconnected me. And so putting the lyrics up, while technically may not have been the right thing to do, it may have been the right thing to do to engage the audience. Another example is sight lines. We tend to set up our platforms so that they look cool, but we don't understand sight lines and there's distractions behind the person who's singing or the person who's leading. Just take the time to look at things through the eye of the congregant. Because if you do that, you'll start to create distraction-free environments. Now, this is the next piece of this. A lot of times we focus in on the wrong mistakes. We focus in text. A lot of times we'll focus in on things that are technically done wrong or a technical mistake, like they put up the red lights instead of the blue lights. I like to focus in on audience noticed mistakes. Now, this is worth an entire podcast. Matter of fact. I think I'm going to do the next podcast on audience notice mistakes and kind of break down my philosophy on that, how to track them, what technically they are. But I'll get into that briefly right now. Audience notice mistakes are things that disengage the audience from what's going on. So it's not a light being red when it should have been blue. It's not a light fading up in five seconds when it should have faded up in 10 seconds. This is microphones not being turned on, feedback this is lights, key lights not being turned on when they should be, um, or just distractions like moving lights that are hitting people in the eyes constantly over and over again and things of that nature. Those are audience notice mistakes. I'll put it to you another way. We've all gone to a play or a theatrical, theater production where we have a friend who's a, who's a part of it, and we go back and we say, hey, you did an amazing job. Everything looked and sounded and felt great. And they look at us and say, oh, that's that's awesome, but we made a ton of mistakes. And you're kind of bewildered because you're like, I didn't I didn't really see any of them. Well, that's because the, the the tech team and the crews and whatever, they are intimately know the event or the show. And so they see all these little things that technically went wrong that were technical mistakes, but the audience doesn't see those. And so Part of my point here is for excellence, you want to focus in on those audience notice mistakes and not necessarily not necessarily, those technical uh, tech team mistakes. So essentially, use your tech tools to eliminate distractions. And sometimes this means not doing something or simplifying a tech task. So if an audience notice mistake continues to happen and continues to distract the audience and continues to kind of break down that excellence that you're, that you're looking for, maybe you should use your tech tools differently. Maybe you don't need to use every single feature that's on that tech tool. And maybe you just need to simplify the tasks so that the person operating it can more effectively function that technical tool in a way where they don't have an audience notice mistake. Maybe it just needs to be simplified. So think about that. And the next podcast will break down audience notice mistakes a little bit more because a lot of people are like, huh, what do you mean? What's a tech mistake? What's an audience notice mistake? For the sake of this podcast, just think of it as a distraction-free environment. That heads you towards excellence. Sorry get the word right here. All right. Third point, capture the routine. Now, this is a short point, but if a pastor, a worship leader, or a tech leader tends to do something every week or routinely, maybe you should capture that, understand it, and add it to a part of your routine so that it's taken care of next time that they need it. So an example would be a pastor maybe walks off the stage every week or every other week or on a routine basis, and he's in the dark. So maybe you should add some lights there instead of just saying, hey, pastor, stay in this box. Um, Another example is I had a pastor who I couldn't ever figure out if he wanted a headset or a handheld. We'd get the headset ready for him, and he'd come out and say, hey, I want a handheld. We'd get the handheld ready for him, and he'd come out and say, hey, I want a headset. So finally, I broke down and went and asked him. I said, hey, how do we know if you want a headset or if you want a handheld? He said, David, it's very easy. When I ask for pro presenter points, I'm teaching, and I want a headset. When I don't ask for any pro presenter points, I don't have any, I want a handheld. I'm preaching at that point, and I want a handheld. And I kind of kicked myself because when I left the the green room where I had this discussion with him, I realized I knew that. I saw that when he was asking for pro presenter points, he was asking for a headset. And when he wasn't, he was asking for a handheld. And so I should have captured that data and moved it down the field so that the team would understand, hey, this is when he wants a headset. The other reason I, I beat myself up is this happened three or four times before I actually went back and asked him. So not only was I seeing what was going on, and I should have captured it, and and uh, and, and you know utilized the information I was seeing in order to uh, answer the question, but I should have just gone back there and asked him sooner. But this is what I mean by capturing the data. You know, If you're seeing your sermon notes or your lyrics come in late all the time, then maybe you need to have a discussion to understand why are they coming in late, or can we do something different to react to that? Pastor walking off the stage, we talked about how do we get the lights, and maybe you don't have the resources to do that right now, but at least have the discussion and say, hey, down the road, we should find the money to get some more lights so that we can cover this when you walk off the platform. You'll be surprised. How telling a pastor to stay in a box won't work, but asking a pastor for more resources or funds to help make things better will work. All of a sudden, he'll say, hey, until we get those lights, maybe I should stay on the platform a little bit more. So, next point. Excellence has nothing to do with money. Sure, being able to spend more money may help the appearance, quality, or function of your service, But sometimes spending more money can just make us lazy and not resolve the issue. Spending more money definitely can't resolve an attitude issue, which was the first thing that we talked about uh, in uh, in this podcast. Spending more money also tends to make things bigger and more complicated. So if you're looking for excellence, it's not going out and buying a bigger, better, or more complicated lighting console, audio console, video switcher, whatever it may be. Those are things that are going to add complication and they're going to force you to add more basics to what you do, more routine to what you do in order to achieve excellence. Excellence is doing your best with what you have. So an example I'll use is MTV did this series called Unplugged. I think it was back in the 90s. And of all the stuff they did, of all the -the over-the-top, just flamboyant, crazy stuff that they did, This show, Unplugged, won tons of awards and it was very simple because they took this acoustic set for these different bands and they did the best they possibly could with the resources they had for that acoustic set. Another example, many of you know a worship leader by the name of Cody Carnes. He was leading worship with an event that I was doing and we had a complete blackout. No audio, video, or lighting, he steps to the front of the platform and, t- and leads the congregation in worship for probably five minutes without any audio, video, or lighting. It was one of the most powerful segments of worship that I have been a part of. He essentially took what he had, which was nothing at the time, and he blessed others with it. That's excellence. Taking something that was a complete disaster, a mistake, pretty much an audience noticed mistake and converting it into a very powerful moment in the service. Nobody walked out of that service and said, wow, I can't believe the power went out. Everybody walked out of that service and said, wasn't that a moment? Because he took again, I'll say it again. He took what he had been blessed with, which in this case was a power failure. And he blessed others with it. He made the most Out of what he had, that is excellence. So to recap, performing a service with excellence means the following. Your team's knowledge grew or is growing. The team environment is engaging, fun, and mission-oriented. The team learns from their mistakes and makes plans to avoid them in the future. The team environment is not angry, stressful, or toxic. Tech tools are used to eliminate distractions, even if this means the service is not as cool. Routine issues or problems are notated. Action plans for those are eliminated. I'm sorry, action plans for those are implemented to help avoid them. So let me say that again. Routine issues or problems are notated, they're captured, and action plans for those are implemented to help avoid those routine issues. Or, if a positive element happens, like we talked about with Cody and his curveball, plans are made to incorporate that more. And here's what we did. That was such a powerful moment. Not every week, but every now and then, we created an environment where we dialed back the tech and implemented that type of corporate worship with the a cappella atmosphere a little bit more. So you have a goal of a worship atmosphere, a distraction-free atmosphere, and a pastoral teaching atmosphere. Once those are achieved, you are achieving excellence. Excellence is not having amazingly expensive gear. You don't need it. It's not about having a mistake-free service. We're all going to make mistakes. Our positive and productive reaction to those is the piece that engages excellence. It's not even about being the most creative. Excellence is not about being the most creative, the best, or better than others. A lot of people think excellence is being like other people or being better than them, and it's not. It's about people and yourself, helping others and yourself to be better at what you do, helping your congregation to enter into worship, allowing your pastor to easily communicate his burden, his word, and his mission know this excellence is a virtue it's a character trait it can't be bought it can only be attained by hard work learning discipline of routine training and doing the best with what we've been given that is excellence i hope you enjoyed today's podcast on excellence don't forget that the next podcast is going to be on audience notice mistakes we talked about that earlier You don't want to miss it. We'll see you then. You have been listening to the Tech Arts Podcast, presented by Digital Great Commission Ministries. DGCM is a 501c3 nonprofit. That was started to help churches with all things technical. Whether you need help building a team, finding the right gear, or just a better understanding of the church tech world, DGCM is here for you. Find out more about our free on site visits, reports, and consulting by going to audiovideolighting.com. Digital Great Commission Ministries will help you run your church service like a pro. Find out more at audiovideolighting.com.